With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Detroit Lions taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore at home. I'm looking forward to seeing one of them. Really? Uh, well, hold on. I Let me go through the spiel real quick. Uh, Baltimore minus three at home in this one. 42 over under. Lions have been five and one against the spread, but the Ravens have also been four and two against the spread. Both teams have been 50-50 on the over under. So I'm not really looking for a big bet this game. Uh, Lions are coming into this game. David Montgomery not expected to play with a ribs cartilage issue at the moment. Jameer Gibbs hamstring did practice in limited capacity today. So I do think there's actually a decent chance we're going to see Jameer Gibbs. I'll confirm with Brian Scott tomorrow. So Chris, this is one of the games you're looking to play. I do think these are two of the better teams, but two teams that are kind of banged up and playing really not excited. Like, I haven't really been excited to watch Detroit. I haven't been excited to watch Baltimore. So what do you got here? No, I can understand that part. And it's not going to be a high-flying, exciting game in that sense where we're going to have, you know, a shootout. But what I do think is that we're going to get a good test for both where these teams kind of stand and similar, you know, actual physical football teams. Um, Detroit you know, has kind of taken their MO as Dan Campbell has wanted them to do is being a very physically aggressive team. They've traveled well because they've been able to take that kind of physicality on the road. It's going to be tested where the ultimate of all physical teams, in a sense, is Baltimore Ravens over the last few years. And you're going to go into their home, play them. You know, the Raiders, I'm sorry, the Ravens have been kind of struggling offensively, but they, they've been moving the ball pretty consistently. It's not scoring touchdowns. So there's going to be tests. It's Detroit defense for real. Um, and then I look at, you know, I'm going to miss David Montgomery. I think it's going to be a big part that's going to be missing from his offense. But we're going to see, is Jared Goff really this good over the last 17 games? You know, uh, eight showed his thing through 13 and four. Uh, 29 touchdowns, four interceptions, and that's including playing on the road. So we're looking at a guy, is he kind of changing the narrative, what he could be, especially in playoff time. So both these teams, for me, is kind of a a gauge of who are you really um, when it comes to contenders down the road. To add to that really quick, just the nature of this week, there's not much quality, like decent level football you're going to see, whether high scoring, (laughs) exciting or not. This will be a talented game a well-played game and you can't say that much this week pretty right. decently coached as well dan that's, yeah. that's also that's hard to say as well <laughs> yep no that's 
All very fair points. You guys made me look forward to this game a little bit more from that standpoint, at least. Uh, Lamar Jackson, still a top five quarterback for me. I got him at four this week. Jared Goff, he talked about it. This is probably the highest I've had Jared Goff ranked on the road, and I can't remember how long, especially against a defense that's pretty competent. I got him at QB9. I'm two spots ahead of ECR. He's got him at QB11. I, he, he's been on the road. We can't ignore this. I think we're going to, if he continues to do this, he will be a top 10 quarterback pretty much no matter what the rest of the season. So uh, I think from that standpoint, we, we need good news. That that could be good news. Um, Chase, I so it's a good thing Jameer Gibbs is coming back, man, because this was going to get yeah. real brutal here because Craig Reynolds now all of a sudden he popped up with a hamstring issue. He didn't play. He didn't practice today. So yeah, so what do you expect out of Jameer Gibbs? I got him at 15. East Arab is 26 right now, but I think that's more of a reflection of people ranking him, not knowing if he's going to play. And, and, and that's, like I said before, like at this point in the week, your rankings are a much more a confidence kind of thing than necessarily who's going to score a bunch. And we're not necessarily confident how much we're going to see or if we're going to see you know Gibbs, Reynolds, who. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that if, if Gibbs is in, it tanks Reynolds' value regardless. Um Gibbs is, I mean, Gibbs is a, is a jack of all trades enough that they may be able to get, you know, fun enough with how they use him to actually move the ball and do something against this Baltimore Ravens team. Ravens, you know, for as good as their defense has been, they're not a terrible matchup in the run game for, for running backs, but that's assuming that, you know, we see a running back for Detroit get used traditionally with David Montgomery out. I think that goes out the window, especially if Craig Reynolds can't play. Uh, and even when Craig Reynolds plays, Craig Reynolds is, you know, I don't know. I think that they're going to use Gibbs in, in their typical creative ways. I don't think he all of a sudden becomes a between the tackles, you know, pounder just because Craig Reynolds might be hurt well, too. Well, last time David Montgomery was out, I mean, that's exactly what Gibbs did. He took on well, the David Montgomery role. He can take on the David Montgomery role, but they're not going to want to try and pound them. I don't think they're going to want to try and pound the ball against Baltimore's defense. I think they're going to want to try and be creative in how they attack it. So, but I, I, I do like Gibbs in that respect. And so I, especially you know, if he plays and if we're sure that he plays, he probably comes up from that 24 where I've got him ranked right now. I think this is the more interesting storyline from a fantasy standpoint. And uh, Adam, help me out with this one. If Jameer Gibbs comes in, no David Montgomery, and he finally has a good game. I'm not expecting a huge game out of those one, but it says he finally has a good game. Would you sell high off of Gibbs off of that? And you finally have an opportunity to do so, or are you just going to stand pat and say, all right, maybe this turns the corner. I mean, it depends on what I'm selling for, but if I got something that was close to the draft capital that you would have had to pay to get Gibbs, then yes, I'm, I would sell him. I think from that stand, that's what makes him a sell candidate to me. So I think if he, if, he, if he gets a good game this one, and we know that David Montgomery is going to probably miss more than just one week, I think you can get somebody to bite for a mid-level to a high-end wide receiver to someone that type who is going in that back end, second round, third round area that Jameer Gibbs was going in most of those 12-man leagues. I think he'll get somebody to bite on that because everybody wants to see Jameer Gibbs go off. And I'm telling you right now, when David Montgomery goes back, he goes back to being second fiddle. Now, whether that second fiddle role grows in the passing attack will remains to be seen, but David Montgomery ain't going anywhere. So that's kind of what I'm looking at from this standpoint. Here we go. We got a Chris, help me out with this one. We got Cam, Desperate Times, start one. Royce Freeman. Kenneth Gainwell, Demarcado. <laughs> also, do I start Tutu Atwell or Rahid Shahid? So I guess pick one from the running backs, pick one from the wide receivers. 
Well, thanks for these wonderful choices. Um, but this actually looks for actually a lot like my team, so I understand Cam definitely times. Um, Royce Freeman is probably the one I would lean towards. I think that he's got a chance to actually be involved. I don't think they're going to play. You know, Gaskins are off the bat. I think Evans is going to have to show he can pass protect. He can do some other things. Royce Freeman has been with this team for most of the season, or offseason, I should say, before, before signing with the practice squad. We saw Gainwell was last week, wasn't really involved. I don't think it's going to necessarily change. I know the Dolphins are tempting offer, but we, you know, we all didn't see Boston Scott out there for no reason. And Demarcado, I, I think that you saw like the usage. He was the guy who played the most. He was used in the passing situations, but statistically he did nothing. You're seeing a bunch of other guys going to be utilized in this backfield for Seattle. I wouldn't love that matchup. Um, and then for Tutu Rashid, actually I'm going to go with Tutu in this one. I know Tutu didn't show up right last week, but it has a good matchup again this week on paper. Um, paying this Pittsburgh team, probably going to see a lot of Patrick Peterson. One thing Patrick Peterson can't do is turn his hips anymore. So I think there's a good chance that when they're paying attention to Cooper Cup, that maybe Tutu will gets a big chance over down the field. Why Shaid has a lot of other mouths of field on this New Orleans offense. I know he had a nice play last week, but you're really getting those in far in between. So that's what I lean towards. I agree with you on the two over the Shahid. I think just because he went off last week, I think that's actually a good enough reason why he won't go off <laughs> this week because <laughs> he's never that consistent. And I, I have to agree with you, Royce. We know what Gainwell's role is in that offense. We know Demarcado is just a dude, if, if even that. And Royce Freeman, who I'm gonna, I am going to crap on later on in the show a little bit. <laughs> um, of that group, he probably does have the best pathway to give you a – consistent decent amount of volume throughout that game potentially depending upon how they look at the zach evans situation so uh yeah i'm with you cam good luck that's tough tough sledding there when you have those kinds of choices but you are not you are not alone in having those type of choices this week for sure um here's the one guy i want to talk about a little bit though uh chase i'm going to have you come in on this one justice hill uh i got him at running back 29 ecr's got him at 38 I'm a little bit confused as to why, because they have Gus Edwards at 27, who I also have Gus Edwards at 27. But the gap between Gus Edwards and Justice Hill should not be 27 and 38 in my mind, especially with these split counts that they've been seeing. I know last week Edwards played 60 to 40, but Hill still dominated the pass work. He was still more efficient than Gus Edwards. was only 2.7 yards per carry. Their value is close. I think they're both just RB3s. And yes, Detroit, you know, least fantasy points to the running back. This is not a great matchup fantasy wise, but you got to have them closer together. No, uh, no, <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't necessarily, I have, I have Edward. Well, I mean, I have Edwards at 29 uh, and I have Hill at 38. So I've got him right where, you know, right where the ECR pretty much has him. I'm just, I, I'm waiting to see it from Justice Hill. I keep waiting to see something. I mean, I, I'm waiting to see something from anybody in that offense running the football or at the running back position, and I'm not seeing it. It's a terrible matchup, like you said, with Detroit. I don't necessarily expect anybody to to emerge this week. Um, you know, plus, I mean, we've got who knows with the the Keaton Mitchell wild card that everybody got excited about last week for some reason. Um, we're just we're waiting to see somebody actually take control here it's almost like the, the, the no it, exactly that's what i but that's what i mean that's why i'm not excited why about the gap be closer i mean they're literally like gus edwards leads 33 justice hill who's played one last game is 34 on the year on a points per game basis justice hill is 1.2 points better than 
Gus Edwards. I don't, so what else do we need to see to see why this gap should be closer between the two would, would be, would be my question. I, I guess we're waiting to see more of the volume shift towards justice Hill on a consistent basis is what I guess we're, we're waiting to see because right now, Gus Edwards, they keep shoveling him the ball. We, we, we got a question we got to get to, but um, we're going to hit a showdown. We're going to figure it out. Um, Adam Marine, uh, Moran here. I hope I'm saying that right. Either Moran or, or Marine. Uh, 10 man super flex PPR for contacts has Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, and Watson. Do I trade Tua, Raheem Moster, and DJ Moore for CJ Stroud, Jamar Chase, and Tony Pollard? Oh, the the second half is better players in my eyes, but I really don't want to move off the Dolphins running back right now, if I'm being honest, and I, I hate that. Um, I don't know. I probably do. I like to take the more talented players, but it sucks to move off the Dolphins. I'm I'm doing it. There is I don't I don't care. There's a time shelf on Raheem Moster. Devon Achan will be back. Jeff Wilson will be involved. There is a t- there will be a three man rotation in Miami before this season is out. Probably by week ten, week eleven. If you have Josh Allen, my question for you, uh, Moran, would be how often are you playing to it over Josh Allen? I know two has been better, but Superflex how and Superflex. Oh, I'm sorry. You're yeah. right. That was my bad. That is actually a good. That is actually a really good point here. <laughs> that does change that a little bit. Uh, you know what? Then I I, turn, I lean back to no because I'm not giving up Josh <laughs> Allen for Tag Chris, thank you for pointing that out. I actually totally forgot about that. No, I'm leaning back towards no because I'm not going to give up having Josh Allen into a Tag to get the down. I know you get the big upgrade with Jamar Chase in your mind, but DJ Moore has been very good. I don't think Justin Fields is out for the rest of the season. So I think having Josh Allen and Tua right now is a big advantage you have over everybody else. Quarterbacks aren't putting up a ton of points right now. Tua's been one of the more consistent and actually has shown one of the ceilings. Josh Allen, I do think it's this thing back on track. That gives you more of an advantage than having Jamar Chase over DJ Moore, which is ultimately what you're making this just trade for. Uh, and and you, I know I do like Tony Pollard rest. Of, I mean, in the playoff, I don't I don't know if I like him rest of the season. I like him in the playoffs more than Raheem Mostert because of what that split could be in Miami at that point. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm staying pat. I think I'm staying pat. So that's it's how super it flex, and you've got two of the top three yeah, quarterbacks scoring wise. Yeah, keep that. That's that's, that's the, the advantage key. you're looking for. Hey Chase, while you're talking here, let's uh, let's go. All ahead right. Yeah. Talk. Okay. Let's do this. Just to remind everybody, this Ravens backfield is a very controversial topic. I'm I'm back in the lead here. I'm just just to just to remind everyone, back in the lead. Uh, all right, so I got Justice Hill at 29. You got him at 38. So 34, 33, 33 and a half. Let's do 33 and a half. For Justice Hill. Yeah, if he's higher than 33 and a half, that's mine. If he's lower than 33 and a half, that's yours. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's so excited. I'm just, I'm showdown. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to get these other guys in here eventually, Adam and uh, Chris. Uh, I do have a couple more questions here. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to uh, think about what this guy's name is supposed to be here. Uh, hey, guys, I accidentally accepted trading away Kamara and Tank Dell for Ayuk and Madison. Says he accidentally accepted that. 
I, I misclicked. I don't know what happened. Uh, what are your thoughts on that trade? I didn't accept it, but I don't think it was that bad. No, it's not that bad. Uh, it's not that bad at all. Uh, first of all, I think Brandon Ayuk is a borderline top 12 high end, you know, two wide receiver. Um, and, you know, Madison, it's not been pretty. It's not been fun to watch, but he's actually finished as a top 24 running back almost every single week because of the volume he's had. Now, you know, does that hold up with Cam Akers? I think that's a question here, but uh, Adam, Adam, why don't you help me out with this one? Do you think this is a bad trade here? No, you didn't get egregiously worse. Uh, I don't know how I might've accepted it. Honestly, I do think Ayuk is the best player involved, best t- talent player involved. Uh, I think it's a little closer with Kamara on the fantasy side of things. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel too bad about it. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you tanked your season. Um, I'm on, I saying Brown. We love him. We play him. Zay flowers, lock him in wide receiver two. Finally found the end zone last week. We play him. Uh, we're still staying away from Jameson Williams. He's not playing enough to sustain the usage. Do we like to see the fact that he got a big play last week, but we'll keep our eyes on that. Keep him rostered. Josh Reynolds still playing ahead of him. And I'm not really excited about Josh Reynolds pr- prospects this week, uh, but he could be a wide receiver floor, which could make him a flex play depending upon your league. We love Mark Andrews. We love Sam Laporta. So I don't really have any other notes for this. You guys have any other notes you want to tackle before I hit the next matchup? All right, let's move on 